Hey EFMC, this is your five minute walk into Luke 14:26, episode two in our five minute walk series. You know, the Bible is replete with various verses and passages that can cause us as Christians to kind of scratch our heads and say, what? Did I read that correctly? Does the Bible really say that? Did Jesus really say that? It's safe to say that the Bible can often be a very difficult book to interpret correctly. And you know, it's amazing how words have such power to make us feel one way or another. A few weeks ago, I was shopping at Home Depot with my son when to my horror, we turned down an aisle where two little people were shopping. Now make no mistake, it wasn't their appearance that startled me. Rather, it was my son, who as I looked at could see the wheels in his head beginning to spin. And it was all I could do to sprint to the next aisle before he began to loudly ask me why they were so short. You know, it was Jerry Seinfeld who said having a toddler is kind of like having a blender, but you don't have a top for it. That's definitely true for my curiously minded son. But nowadays, whether as parents or people in general, we are so afraid of saying the wrong thing at the wrong time. In the age of the internet, being politically incorrect or using the wrong term is enough to get you canceled or fired from your job. And so we are careful in trying not to offend. This is especially true when it comes to the teachings of Jesus. Some of the things he said did just that. They shocked and offended people. They disrupted the status quo and ultimately got him crucified. In Luke 14, verses 26 and 27, we read these words. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. What in the world could Jesus mean here? After all, I thought Jesus was all about loving everyone. This is literal hate speech on the part of Jesus. The same Jesus that told us to love our enemies is telling us here to hate our families and even ourselves. Not the greatest self-esteem booster, huh? So what is Jesus saying here? Does he actually want us to hate our families? Well, of course not. What we see here is Jesus using hyperbole to illustrate a powerful point. You know, in the Old Testament, the first of the Ten Commandments given to Moses was, you shall have no other gods before me. So from the very beginning, God has seen this as a non-negotiable for having a relationship with him. Now, for many today, the prospect of worshiping other gods is not something that may seem all that tempting. But as we bring this commandment into the New Testament and even further into the present day, we see that there can be many so-called gods that we set up for ourselves. And these can be defined as anything that we elevate in importance to the extent that it interferes with us having a relationship with Jesus. 
This could be things like sports, money, hobbies, and even religion itself, as we saw in Jesus' day in the case of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law. What Jesus is doing here is drawing a contrast between investing in the temporary things of this world and the eternal reward that a relationship with him guarantees. He is saying, you need to love me so much that by comparison, it's almost like you hate everything else. Count the cost of being my disciple before you commit. You must love me above all else or you can have none of me. Jesus is showing us that we can't do this piecemeal. It's an all or nothing type of relationship. For us today, nothing has changed. When we have divided allegiances between the things of this world and the things of God, we are doomed for failure. I wonder how many guys listening would say your wife would be okay with just a semi-committed relationship, where maybe you will commit to being faithful to her four out of seven days. I think it's safe to say that that's a hard no. How can you today then begin to live your life in a way that better reflects full devotion to Christ? Maybe it's serving him by volunteering or taking on a larger role at your church. Maybe it's removing distractions from your life. Maybe it's repenting from a sin that is separating you from him. Whatever it is, know that Jesus desires to be in relationship with you so much so that he gave up his life, essentially hating it, to save yours. Say today, Jesus, I'm all in. Until next time, take care. Thank you.